1: This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Robin McCarron. Should we begin with the puking, or should we begin with the topics that will change the face of WWE forever? Jeff Hawkins.
2: We are not here to talk about Curtis Hughes. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes
3: with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins.
2: Nobody's listening for Hockey talk.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shake Them Ropes. It is episode 77. Rob McCarran here, alongside, if you're watching the video, Jeffrey Hawkins. Jeff Hawkins at Crap Game 13 on the Twitters. At Shake Them Ropes is our Twitter, shakethemropes.com and voicesofwrestling.com. A whole bunch to get to today. WWE topics on the road to extreme rules. We're going to talk about Over the Edge 1998 in our continuing top 100 matches on WWE Network series. We're going to talk about some NXT, too. We're recording this right after NXT, which featured the return of Sami Zayn, taking on Rhino, who was a big deal in 2015. So we got a lot to get to. Uh, But first, Jeff, as it feels like forever since I've talked to you, how are you today?
2: I'm a hero to children, and I'm a friend to everyone.
1: Hero to children. (laughs) Friend to everyone. A friend to everyone. Are you including that you're a friend to those who might want to harm children, that you have to protect them from as you are a hero to them.
2: Rob, it's just a reference to our, uh, to our match. Is it ring introductions?
1: He did say that, didn't he?
2: Yes, he did. Those
1: ring introductions. (laughs) We really reviewed two matches.
2: I'm I'm very sly about these references. Sometimes I apologize. And we're not talking hockey because the Kings didn't make the playoffs.
1: No hockey talk. Yes. Brilliant troll job by CM Punk on Twitter, by the way, when the Kings were eliminated. Oh, to Bailey? Brilliant troll job. What do you do? (laughs) Do you want to make a playoff bet this year?
2: Oh, up yours.
1: Yep. The Blackhawks are in. Kings are not.
2: We'll make a fight bet with him later.
1: The Indiana Pacers.
2: (laughs) Okay. Might be in.
1: Miami Heat are not in.
2: All right. Different sport.
1: That is a different sport. Chris Bryant is only two days away from coming up to the Chicago Cubs. I'm so excited. But... Mm. We have pro wrestling to talk, Jeff. Yes. We have pro wrestling. Not only does it feel like a long time since I've seen you.
2: We have some pro wrestling to talk. We have pro wrestling to talk.
1: (laughs) Feels like a long time since I talked to you, Jeff. Mm -hmm. Feels like a long time since we've done a Shake Them Ropes. It really isn't. It's been seven days. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, it feels like a long time. Felt like a long time since we've seen Sami Zayn. But we'll get to NXT this week. We got Sami Zayn's return. It's funny because it's been two months since his last Mm -hmm. TV match. But really, when his match took place on February 11th, the match we saw tonight was taped on February 18th. It wasn't like he had a long stretch without wrestling in WWE between now and uh, and then. But it felt like forever, didn't it?
2: A classic off-TV.
1: Classic off-TV moment. And he didn't wrestle house yeah. shows. Like, he has not worked a match. Mm-hmm. Still, to this moment. Happy to since see him February back. 18th. It's
2: crazy. Are we going into NXT now or are we doing that later?
1: You want to go into NXT now?
2: If you'd like. We can go
1: chronologically. I might as well start with NXT because it's definitely the show I was more excited about.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: Okay. well Let's go NXT. This NXT featured the debut of Dana Brooke, featured the Mm -hmm. return of Sami Zayn. Mm
2: -hmm. It
1: featured the continuation of Blake and Murphy going hard at Carmella. Yes. Hard at Carmella. But we started, as I bring up my NXT notes, with Solomon Crow. And his computer virus taking over the full sail arena, defeating the departed CJ Parker in what I believe to be CJ Parker's last TV match on NXT. I Sol- believe you'd be correct. Solomon Crow busted out the stretch muffler.
2: Yes, he's been busting that out.
1: He's been busting it out, but he busted it out. The str- in,
2: he did it in San Jose. Exactly. I,
1: yeah, you got it here on TV. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's unique, I think, is the fact that his setup move is a top rope splash onto the leg. Yeah. Which perfectly sets up that stretch muffler, but generally the top rope move is the finisher, not the setup to the finisher.
2: Logic is a good thing. I like it.
1: I like it too. I do. What do you think about the commentary before we get too deep into the show?
2: Mm, Not the strongest night for them, but it was okay.
1: It wasn't great. Rich, Rich Brennan gets into these modes where he goes silent for a little while.
2: Yeah, he gives he gives he gives a Graves enough rope to hang himself usually, well, and that's, that's the problem
1: because it was only these two. Yeah,
2: and rich. Well, I didn't that I didn't mind. I I I can't stand when they have four people up there trying to talk over each other. Well, four
1: is too many. They usually yeah. have the three, but I think when Rich Brennan is doing the announcing, two you know color guys kind of make sense because they're going to do the most talking. Because Rich has this tendency, and he's not bad. but He's no Tom Phillips, but he has this tendency to just stop talking and not say anything and like go silent for a while. And Corey Graves has to fill that time. And Corey Graves really doesn't know what to say yet. Cause he's still not that great off the cuff.
2: Well, I think he's throw- he's throwing it to Graves and then Graves is kind of thrown off by him being thrown to. It's just and a, it's 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 you know what I'm I'm fine with it because it's also a developmental system. I'm fine. It is still developmental just, for the announcers. So that's I'll, for sure. I'll take these two over, Jason. I saw him at the training center yesterday, and this guy works really hard. I'll take him over. Ren, I'll take them over Renee okay. on commentary. I'll take that. I'll take yeah. them over uh, <laughs> Byron Saxton.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. A, when you say for, it like that.
2: Well, I mean, I was trying to think of who's still filling the booth now that Alex Riley is gone.
1: Kind of it. Yeah. Too bad Alex Riley is gone. I wish that guy would do everything.
2: But, hey, but remember what we talked about last week? What we
1: talking, talking about. Talking
2: into Alex? the camera, doing a promo into the camera. That was a pretty darn good Alex Riley promo, I thought. Alex so Riley's great. Straight, well, okay, besides your love for Alex Riley. Short to the point, a little bit of venom in there directly to us and connecting with us. I liked it. I liked it a lot.
1: Alex Riley is not a Rusev to me. I know mean, how long were we on the Rusev bandwagon before people started jumping on I and mean, it was a long time mm-hmm. and we could see it. I don't feel like this is going to be one of those as much as I can love Alex Riley, both in the ring on promos, he, even on commentary. I mean, the guy's great. He was doing a job that he was told to do is be a, a strong heel guy, but he, I like Alex Riley. I don't think he's gonna be these this one of these guys who just wins the crowd over with his no. work, sadly.
2: No, he's gonna be a solid solid guy in the mid-card of NXT, probably.
1: Mid card of NXT, it- just where you wanna be.
2: Well <laughs> would you rather be in the glut of the NXT of W or <laughs> in the NXT of WWE, in the mid card of WWE? Um, probably not. NXT, they at least like you.
1: Although, what is <laughs> what is the mid card these days in WWE? Everyone Everybody under John Cena is in people. the mid card.
2: Yeah. Everybody except like four people that they're taking care of. It, it's ridiculous. We'll get into that with Raw. Yeah. But I got some things. But, you know, Dana Brooke, uh, <laughs> Dana, Dana Brooke's a work in progress. Well, I let's, get it. let's go through like, all this. Like
1: the, the first problem. half hour of this NXT show was really a filler to get to the Dana Brooke. And then Sami Zayn and Rhino matches. We had Baron Corbin squashing Steve Cutler. Yes. Nothing to it. Nice and quick. Nice and quick. Although the entire match, which is only about 15 seconds, was spent.
2: One, two, three.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Was spent putting over Steve Cutler as fast as they could.
2: Thanks for coming,
1: Steve. It was so crazy. This guy is a decorated combat marine, decorated soul. Oh, the match is over. Maybe next time, Steve. But. Elias Sampson never got that. No. Elias. Samson. I
2: think I think I think this is kind of like the uh Chad Gable introduction. It's like, all right, here's the Marine. He'll be back later. We're just gonna give you a little bit of him right now. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm fine with that.
1: Cool. We had uh who did we have here?
2: Oh, we had uh the uh the uh, the the uh the, the 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 uh triangle, the triad, uh Enzo and Cass.
1: Enzo and Cass going and up camps. against uh Shoot Nation. A, Shoot Nation, yeah, they, they didn't get the name yet. And who no. knows if they will, but Angelo Dawkins, will. Sawyer Fulton, yeah, who had done some dark matches the week before, they're on TV. Enzo are, with a
2: great promo. I again,
1: the commentary was putting them over. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at least they're doing that. I mean, you would never get that on Raw with the jobbers getting anything. No. At, no. at these days.
2: They make everybody look good, which is nice. I like that.
1: Yeah, but Enzo and Big Cass get the win. We talked about Wesley Blake and uh, Buddy Murphy giving the flowers to Carmella. That is your tag title program. And really yeah. on this show, as we get closer to the next TV tapings on April 23rd and the eventual takeover show on May 20th, we're, we have some matches that are pretty much set.
2: Yeah, that was a match- fun little match, too, yeah. for what it was. And I mean, I, I liked Enzo's promo beforehand. I thought, you know, they find they're, they're giving him a little bit uh, looser leash. To do to, instead of just doing the he, as we as we call it the New Age Outlaws intro, where you're doing the same intro every time. He,
1: he's getting something to say.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I like I like the big guy, small guy doing the rocket launcher as a finisher. Yeah. I don't know why I just do. It. I dig it. But uh, yeah,
1: use huh. the size. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, we had the Alex Riley promo that we talked about. Intense. He's coming after Kevin Owens. He's not done Strong. with Big Kev. Nope.
2: So
1: Strong we will promo. get we'll get that rematch next week.
2: Yes,
1: next week, along with the triple threat
2: for the women's number one contender.
1: That's right. Which I'm, look- going- I'm
2: looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, we're that was announced after this uh, divas match we were about to talk about. But yeah, it's going to be Charlotte, Bailey, and Becky Lynch for the number one contendership to Sasha Banks. Mm. So another match that's coming up on the May twentieth takeover. Uh, okay. But we had the debut of the total diva, Dana yes. Brooke. Taking on blue pants, defeating blue pants with, I cannot believe they gave her this finisher, this brand new girl on the main roster or on the NXT main roster on TV. One of the more complicated finishers you'll see for a newbie, but it does emphasize her strength. The whole gimmick is she's powerful, right? Yes. So a fireman's carry into a mission. driver. She's doing a glamazon type gimmick. Yeah. Oh, and she points it out too.
2: Oh yeah. She, well, you know, they're, are good, good and bad things. I, you know, she's not as jacked as Beth Phoenix. She's jacked. Don't get me wrong, but. Um, I like her trash talk in the ring. I think that's kind of yeah. cool. She
1: was trash talking um, the whole way. I mentioned this on oh, Twitter yeah. and other people were pointing it out. I mean, this girl was comfortable in there for yeah. her first match on TV. She was comfortable. She was loose. She's trash talking like crazy. And in that arena, you can pick it up every word.
2: Let, let's give Blue Pants some real music now, because if she's gonna be enhancement talent, let's not let, do the Price Is Right theme.
1: Let uh, better idea.
2: I was a little bit more shocked that they uh, let her do uh, the second word's punt, and the first word rhymes with it.
1: <laughs> she did kick her right. She, she kicked the her
2: right in the yeah. Yep. Okay, I'm I'm glad I wasn't the only one who.
1: <laughs> oh no, she I did.
2: I, well, it took me a sec. I, they just let her, and then, yep. Okay,
1: they let her do it. Kick to the mm-hmm. groin.
2: Kick to the groin. Kick Groinal area.
1: area. Yep, the groin area. O- Fireman's carry. O- ovary kick. I have a better idea thought. for Miss Blue Pants. Is why don't you send this Universal Studios cosplayer just back to back to the yeah, regular gig?
2: I agree, but they let her get some offense in too, which was surprising. I do. I thought a little bit. I thought they gave maybe even a little bit too much on a debut match.
1: Maybe. What do you think? Maybe, okay. maybe a little bit.
0: Well,
2: if your if if your gimmick is you are a powerhouse, let's establish you as a powerhouse on television before letting someone get offense on you. That's that's my nitpicky. Thing. Yeah. Okay,
1: I would agree. Excellent. I, I would agree, sir. Um, I like being agreed with the main event was Sami Zayn's return, yes. taking on Rhino. Mm-hmm. This was not a tournament match. Not a number one contendership match, but basically Sami Zayn's path to getting the title rematch, which is all but official at this point. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens 2 coming, most likely at the TakeOver show. So that'll be the next three weeks of TV after the new tapings. We'll see how they get into that and if there's any stipulation. But What would you think about Sami Zayn versus Rhino this match contained on this show?
2: That was a fun little match. Uh, Props to Rhino for taking that bump off the top down to the outside at his age
1: talk about a guy uh, who i mean yeah some of his matches were 15 seconds with the gore yeah this was a guy who looked like he was trying to get a job back yeah held his own motivated
2: classic little guy versus big guy david and goliath match uh little surprise at the pin with the hell of a kick
1: or haluva kick the haluva kick yeah me- Sami Zayn ducks the gore, hits the kick right there, and it's one, two, three. Now, it's interesting because... I
2: liked that. I liked that. I liked that it was a little different. I liked that your setup setup move can pin you sometimes. See, Springboard Stunner should actually pin somebody occasionally. But go ahead.
1: It's interesting because at at the TV tapings, Mm -hmm. Rhino had two squash matches with two jobbers before getting this match. Now, one of those matches wasn't shown on TV. So if maybe I'm I'm curious to see what happens next week, if they just don't show that match or if they do show it because it is a Rhino squash and seeing if Rhino maybe sticks around for a little bit longer because if they I'm show fi- that match, you would have to think Rhino's coming back.
2: Yeah, I'm fine with that. That's yeah. great. That'll yeah. be what and, I'm looking or they forward may, to. Or they may just, you know, that may have been the, okay, we're going to give you this squash match, see how you do. And then we'll put you in with Zane. Well,
1: I'm wondering if too, it's good. I'm wondering too if it was just a squash match that was taped because they thought it might air before this one, and then with the you know WrestleMania week and the NXT shows yeah. in Columbus that this just didn't have time for for this match with the way everything worked out.
2: Yeah, and with the Atami documentary last weekend. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah there was... it might just
2: be we had this in the can, and if we have time, we'll put it in.
1: It's over. It's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Takeover coming up, and uh, you know. A little bit over a month away from now, from today. So uh, the next tapings, April 23rd, we'll see what happens, but they got some matches set up and Sammy Zayn, Kevin Owens. You're going to have the women's title. I don't know. I actually don't remember or know who wins this three way. So it'll be a surprise. I mean, I would have a guess. Wow. This is me not doing spoilers because I don't know, but I would guess Becky Lynch is going to win that match.
2: That was my guess too. Just trying to remember, but uh, I would guess Becky
1: yeah, I would guess she wins and it's going to be Sasha versus Becky because, you know, mm-hmm. Bailey, I, I feel like Bailey has had her shot numerous times. I know that's not the case, but I feel like it is.
2: Yeah, I I forget. I forget this taping. And, uh, you know, if it were Bailey, I would expect Emma to come in and screw her. Because
1: so. yeah, I, I think that's going to be a match, maybe not a takeover, but on the next TV is Emma and Bailey. Uh, Charlotte, I mean, we've seen Sasha and Charlotte too much at this point. Everyone's been good but we don't need it again.
2: We keep thinking. I thought Charlotte was going to be gone by now, to be honest with you, but
1: plans change plans change. They have other storylines going on and that leads us kind of into raw is. And that's one of the storylines that are going on. Nikki Bella, the heel with the championship. Uh, They had a divas battle Royal for the number one contendership that Paige wins. (laughs) And of course she wins in Europe. But then
2: well, uh, explain. She was, she was the, she, wait, hold on. She was the only one from the UK who won a match, other than Sheamus. If you, can, you know, uh, I mean, she was the only Brit to win the match. Fine. On this Raw,
1: all the Wade other Brits lost. are losers. So now really,
2: okay. It, hold on. It makes sense. <laughs> all right. Yeah. You know. I, I I personally my favorite moment was Nikki offering to do the backflip in the dress if if every, if they got knocked out
1: at the same time. I was like, let's see that. Explain that dress, to the explain to the people. Well, explain to the people what happened with Naomi.
2: Uh. No character development. No Usos for a while. Random heel turn. But actually, you know what? It kind of made a little bit of sense. But it made sense. With with promo afterwards, because she's been being built up for the past few weeks. And then she gets eliminated by Paige and then turns heel on her.
1: She was tired of not getting. I mean, she was in this battle royal. This is. This is Naomi right here who has pinned Nikki Bella, the Divas champion yes. on WWE main event that gets no recognition. Yes. Flat out pinned her in a one-on-one match with no outside interference. She's pinned her two weeks in a row in tag team matches, been the one to actually pin Nikki. And now she's got to outlast a battle Royal to get a title shot instead of just getting a title shot. Exactly. she She's, She's turned on the basis of a justifiable offense. She's frustrated that she has, and not only that, but she was winning matches on the way to WrestleMania last year and then got hurt and then never got her title match. Like this, if this were real, Naomi should be upset. Yes. And she is. Maybe
2: it's, maybe it's not a heel turn. Maybe it's not a full heel turn. Maybe it's just. Just frustration. Just to, ha- just, just to have some kind of, ooh, will she or won't she turn at, at a triple threat match.
1: And that's possible because right now the match is Paige versus Nikki Bella for Extreme Rules as we get into this card that's looking like uh, we're going to do an Extreme Rules preview next week, but this is what the card is as we have it. Paige and Nikki Bella for the Divas title, which I would assume Naomi is going to be added to, if not replacing Paige outright.
2: Or special referee.
1: I, she's got to be in the match. I agree. I agree. I and mean, She's got to be in the match right there. Uh, Roman Reigns and the Big Show. In the last man standing match. Super hyped for this one. How are you? Uh, I mean, it's going to be a big Roman Reigns win. It's the big yep. show. We, we talked the whole time about, you know, Roman didn't get the win at WrestleMania. So he's not the top guy. And here you have it. He is on a match that is at best fourth from the top on the show. So why not just be- go ahead.
2: They also just basically took him back to his first step of being built. Big show. Yeah.
1: There you go. Why not? Why not no. just beat the big? Cause he hasn't beaten the big show except for raw yeah. matches that they've had. They've had two and big show won one and then Roman won another one. They haven't had a pay-per-view match yet because he came back at TLC to do the spear mm-hmm. on big show. They were in the Royal rumble. WWE fast lane was what was fast lane. He was at Daniel Bryan and then WrestleMania yes. was in the title match. He hasn't beaten the big show yet. no, so and
2: uh, and that's fine. I'm a little disturbed by the please retire chance.
1: It it's the same thing. Well, it's the same thing last year and we'll get to the please retire chance. But it's the same thing last year when Daniel Bryan won the title and then his first program was Kane. Yeah. People wanted it to be Cesaro. How about you just let the new champion get a win here? How about you let Roman Reigns rebuild himself for the next year by getting because, a win over the big show?
2: Because in getting the win, they still Play the punk card on him a lot, like the Daniel Bryan thing. They had him running away in a, like a horror movie type thing. I mean, well, the win would have meant absolutely nothing as opposed to say Daniel Bryan going out there and beating the crap out of Kane.
1: I'm just talking about the idea of this is your first challenger, not not the execution that they did for Bryan because that was oh, pitiful. <laughs> that was pitiful. Idea,
2: the idea is fine, but it feels stale because it's like, well, we've been here before. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. You have to spice up the execution. It's up sure. to them. You got 20 something riders and you're off of you're off of WrestleMania and it just feels like eh, eh, <laughs> WrestleMania happened. Now we get to be on cruise control until next WrestleMania. Hooray.
1: Brock Lesnar was so pissed. So pissed that Seth Rollins ran in and took his title. Roman Reigns has been a little upset. Mm-hmm. And the big show is supposed to be that roadblock in between Roman and Seth Rollins. Roman hasn't gone after Seth Rollins, really, has he?
2: No one gets angry in this Fed. No one gets angry. You're in the WWE universe. It's a happy, happy world. There's no blood feuds in this federation right now.
1: Yeah. I like the explanation on the WWE app that we had after WrestleMania why you know Dean Ambrose didn't attack Seth Rollins and stop him from cashing in. But you would have thought that Dean Ambrose would have done something with Seth Rollins last couple of weeks. I know it doesn't fit absolutely at all.
2: I'm sick of the app having more continuity than the main show. App
1: had Joey Styles get some continuity in there at some points, but uh moving on. Yes. Kiss me arse. Dolph Ziggler and Sheamus. Oh,
2: okay.
1: On a Thank scale God. of 1 to 2, how hyped <gasps> are you for this one?
2: -3.
1: Wow, that's hyped. <laughs> I think the match will be all right. It's the yeah. same 15-minute match that you see on Raw every other week when Sheamus was healthy. It's going to be that match. It's not going to be bad. Dear Dolph, welcome to Dumpsville. Population, you. Intercontinental <laughs> Championship Daniel Bryan versus Bad News Barrett. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. As Daniel Bryan was... Uh, I think was just, Barrett's getting the title back at could. this
2: point if it continues like this. Just to have a healthy guy having it.
1: Which... I mean, it's not like Bad News Barrett is exactly healthy. He's been out just as much as Daniel Bryan has been. Exactly. So, I mean, just different injuries.
2: But Rob, he's tall.
1: He is tall. (laughs) Super lean. Looks like Michael Phelps out there. That must mean good wrestler. We have the U.S. championship in a Russian chain match. John Cena, Rusev, basically a strap match, a four corners match.
2: Oh, did it, that was my prediction. I don't know if they've actually said that's going to be the rules. I'm sure that's it my will prediction. be. As opposed to say an NWA Russian chain match, where it's like basically a dog collar match, where you know you're connected to a guy and then you just beat him with the chain until you can get a, you know. But they may do something kind of like the uh, the Umaga match with Cena. You know, kind of like that. But, you know, was the, wrapping, dog? wrapping the wrapping the rope around him and all that other stuff. They may, you know, it's gonna be, a, it's you know, it's hard to do a PG Russian chain match, but I'm thinking it's that four corner sanitized thing.
1: Oh, the four corners.
2: Uh, my, Seth- my, my my joke was, I want a I want a training montage with Ivan and Nikita Koloff.
1: Why not? But I'm Why not? Gonna not? Get that, Put it on know? the network.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Do that. Seth Rollins, Randy Orton.
2: Yeah, so let's talk about in
1: this. a cage match for the championship
3: mm-hmm.
1: with the RKO banished. Yeah, let's talk about raw
2: on this one. Let's about talk it? about my least favorite booking thing in the past 20 years.
1: Wow, that's a long span
2: That is a long span. I Justify I to...
1: it. Justify well, this the... statement.
2: All right, for continuity I need to get this Daniel Bryan fan off my lap because I remember I put him on my lap about eight weeks ago. I never took him off, but I'm sorry, what? Excuse no. me? Remember when I
1: brought off why, Daniel why Bryan? Why do you have a Daniel Bryan, Bryan fan, 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 on fan on your lap right now?
2: It's it's a metaphor. We'll just go with it.
1: Oh thank god.
2: Right now, old man Hawkins is gonna talk a little. Okay. <laughs> back in my day Don't do that. Back during wrestling.
1: Don't do that. Why not? Don't do that. Nope. Normal normal voices here, please.
2: Back in my day.
1: Oh, I ruined it. Go, go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. Just do it all. Do it. Do it.
2: We, we had things called tag team specialists. And it'd be a special treat when they got to fight singles matches against champions and whatnot. No, you know what they did? They, they, I hate when they try and build up ass kickers by by putting one guy against the tag champs and having him beat the tag champs. I hate it. I hate it with the passion of a thousand suns. Wow. hate it. It's it's the worst thing that they've ever done in the past 20 years, I think, in terms of booking people to be stars. Because okay. you, you you on a diversified card, you remember when WWE had a tag team division and they liked tag teams pre-Shawn Michaels? Because the moment they turned him, it was one of the worst things that happened. And and they youth they did this all the time. I remember Triple H has done it, um, Cena has done it you know, th- those special guys that they have had to go in and they have to beat the tag champs and, and then it makes them quote-unquote special, but you just make the entire tag team division a joke. Not that it's not a joke already, mm-hmm. but I like tag team wrestling. I hate seeing this. They shouldn't be able to beat two guys who are a special team, twin brothers from different mothers, etc., cetera, et
1: cetera. Yeah, tag teams should beat one guy no matter who that one guy is. But and
2: now my rant is over
1: in WWE land. That never happened. Whenever you have a two on one chances are the one guy's winning. No matter it's, who it is. It's just, but this is a cage match with the RKO. I have to imagine this is how Seth Rollins keeps the title. No, that Randy Orton hits the RKO at some point.
2: Oh yeah. It's and it. And it makes him a, it's that, it's that non push with the title. You make him look like a punk. And then you wonder why he doesn't seem like a real champion. I mean, I get it. It if I had faith in the booking after this, you can do this and pull it off and make it seem genuine and see, make it seem nice. I have no faith in them booking Seth at least a little bit strong after this. No, he's faith. going to be the weasel champ. This is the edge push. Yeah, that's what this is. He's the opportunist, and that's it. He yeah. doesn't have any real real skill. Mm-mm. He's just an opportunist. Meh.
1: <laughs> Meh. Well, that's Meh. extreme rules, and we'll get into our big predictions. As I, uh, as I will watch raw carefully next week, the go home raw, to extreme oh, okay. rules
2: next week's to go home. Okay.
1: Next, this show is a week and a half away. Oh. Okay. Is it not? Am I, I wrong? Think
2: so. No, you're probably not wrong. I just, I, I, I lose track of time.
1: Pretty, pretty sure. Pretty, pretty sure but it is. is-
2: Where does the time go? Oh, it's sunk into wrestling.
1: Well, the time went into boring Raws. It went into this England Raw that, you know, didn't get a lot of viewers on USA Network, a very poorly rated television show.
2: I I love the dichotomy of John Cena coming out and pandering the hell out of that British crowd. And then all their British heroes except Paige.
1: (laughs) The U.S. is the best, John Cena has been saying for weeks. But hey, UK, you're second best.
2: U.S. champ. No jingoism there should have been
1: (laughs) Taz is gone from TNA no chance at a reunion with WWE think right very little chance he sucked in WWE I hope not maybe not as an announcer I I mean Uh, you know come in for some network stuff you know if you want to have him do tough enough uh, later
2: when he became sports entertainment Taz He just, uh, he was so overbearing. I mean, he had a few good moments when he was with JR occasionally on that SmackDown team. But other than that, just, uh, I I have no interest in having him on on another wrestling program ever
1: again. The Briscoes not coming into WWE, signing a two-year deal with Ring of Honor that starts this summer.
2: Yeah, I wrote, and uh, I'll get your thoughts on this. I wrote that I'm both. I'm both disappointed, but also relieved.
1: What about you? I would have liked to see him in a different environment because I'm kind of sick of the... I mean, I'm not sick of the Briscoes. Like, I would have fun if I was watching them live. I'm not seeking out any of their ROH matches because there's nothing new they can do. So I would have liked to see the different challenge, like to see the interesting dichotomy of them in NXT or WWE with not only the gimmicks they have, but the look that they have. I would have loved to have seen it. But now, yeah, and you
2: kind of have you kind of have the dichotomy of the of the Jay as the tough talking, smack talking, angry guy, and Mark as
1: the sports entertainer. Well, let's but, imagine now if Adam Cole does go to WWE, who on earth in that roster is going to take the title away from Jay Briscoe, other than Jay Lethal? Who on earth would do that? And if Adam Cole doesn't go to WWE,
2: Champa.
1: Yeah, but Champa's gone. Oh, okay. I don't really think he's going to be gone. Right. But that's what ROH is saying is that he's gone, gone. And Tommaso Ciampa is saying he's gone, gone. He didn't show up in this little age of the fall retread gimmick they have going on in ROH. Okay. But the Briscoes staying there. Jay Briscoe has been in ROH longer than John Cena has been on WWE TV. True. And I love
2: the Briscoes. I love time. Jay Briscoe. I love their promos. I mean, I've I've said it here before I think Jay Briscoe is the last quote unquote real pro wrestler in terms of what I like to watch. You know, I would have liked to seen him, but I could, you know, that first gimmick meeting where they go, All right, Jay, you're a wrestling raccoon and Mark, you're a dishwasher. Go out there and entertain people. You know, I don't want to see that. I don't a, want to see a, a dishwasher. Wrestling, sure. a, wrestling
1: a wrestling raccoon.
2: Dishwasher. Yeah, whatever. You know, a the, the wrestling you know, because...
1: Raccoon. Is, he,
2: they'd be... They'd take the extremism and go hard the other way and make them the bushwhackers, which they did, you know, with the sheepherder gimmick. You know, I... I, I would have liked to see seen them as fixers in NXT, and I've said this before. If they really wanted the Briscoes, they would have paid for the Briscoes. But they just want them. They don't want them for their talent. They just want them under contract. And you know what? They good wanted for them for good for them for being strong enough to say no on what they were actually offered as opposed to potential.
1: They wanted them to have them not to do anything with them.
2: Correct. That's, that's my positive because if you want something, if you want them to do something with them, you're going to pay the money.
1: Well, here's the thing. I don't know. I don't think
2: they were being exorbitant. I think they just, you know what? I'm going to make $25,000 a year on a developmental deal.
1: I don't know if the Briscoes ever intended to go. I mean, they were telling people that they were going to go. WWE leverage. side was telling people they were going to go. Like, this didn't come out of thin air. It was like they were going to go, but I'm wondering now if leverage. it was just all leverage game.
2: That's, hey, good businessmen. I'll take it. Protect yeah. yourself. I mean, yeah, we're. we're I'm never going to see them in a WWE video game. That's, mm. you know, I can live with that. Yeah. I'm, you can I'm always, not going to be able to see them.
1: Create a wrestler. I'm not
2: gonna see the Briscoes versus Steen and the, 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 the Briscoes versus Steen and uh Zane feud that I was thinking might happen in NXT eventually. Not gonna see that. But, you know, make the money. Go at them. they're at the age now where, you know, as opposed to I think Samoa Joe, who may or may not be going now. Um with Joe it's like that's the last mountain to climb. With the Briscoes, I don't think they care about the mountain. I think they care about the money cuz they have a business and they have families.
1: But so. the Briscoes all, I mean, these guys quit wrestling for a year because of family and friend issues. Yeah. Like they were more important to them. So like if we 10 years is a lot of time to change someone's motivations, but they got a bigger family now. They each have kids. I mean, this was a situation where if we take a step back and look at it, yeah, it's easy to say they're going when people are saying that they're going, but like if you look back, there's absolutely a ton of reasons why they wouldn't and may never have intended to.
2: And, and ROH may send them to New Japan eventually, so I mean, I would imagine some at ex- some point, yeah. at
1: some point they'll be in in New Japan uh, for a tour or not even a tour, but maybe a big show somewhere. And they're I mean, they've I mean, they've been, leagues, to, they've, been so. to,
2: they've been in Japan before, but you know.
1: You know, if you got if you got twenty guys to fill a G one, why not Jay go in there?
2: You know, and if ROH has a working deal with Global Force,
1: we've gotten NXT. We've done. I mean, are those the big WWE topics? I mean, really, once they get back in the states, that's when we'll we'll get the go home to Extreme Rules. Maybe not even till after Extreme Rules. Really, we'll have much to talk about with WWE.
2: Uha Nation officially under the uh, banner.
1: Uha Nation started last week. Yes. Yes, he did. So, people were excited funny. about him coming down. They really were. When I was in uh, Full Sail, on uh, when was I? This wasn't even the February trip. This was December. I was there, and you, go ahead. They were excited about Uha coming in.
2: They should be. He's going to be told to tone it down, but if I'm It'll going to be, revitalize, if I'm going to revitalize Big Langston, I'm going to put him in a team with Uha, and I'm just going to make them killers.
1: I think people like the story. I think people like the look. I think he's going to be yeah. a guy that you know,
2: charisma. Yeah. He's great. He's great. He'll be a guy
1: that can go places. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's talk right now. We're at number 82. Yes. On our top 100 matches on WWE network from WWE.com number 82, which is Steve Austin against dude love from over the edge. 1998, only two months removed from Cactus Jack and Terry Funk beating the New Age Outlaws with Super Baby Faces. Right. Mick Foley had a drastic change in character, feuding with Steve Austin, becoming the corporate shill, shaving, putting in fake teeth, smiling. This was not their first...
2: A pattern pattern that would go over and over again with both The Rock and Steve Austin. Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. This was the return match from the previous In Your House, the pay-per-view in between Over the Edge and WrestleMania where dude love won a disqualification, not getting the championship belt. So this match was basically just craziness, but yeah. we, but before, before we get to the actual match, Jeff, we have to talk about the 15 minutes. That was the pre-match <laughs> 15 okay. minutes. This thing went on be, from a Vince McMahon backstage interview with doc Hendricks to the actual really? ring introductions to this with match
2: the yeah.
1: with the stooges Vince McMahon is the special referee with the lack of introduction for Steve Austin, this Mm -hmm. promo and introduction segment lasted a total of 15 minutes, a Uh, 15
2: minute troll job. And it did its job.
1: It was great though.
2: Yeah. Because the fans, the fan, I mean,
1: first you had Vince McMahon backstage talking with doc Hendricks saying by his hand only would this match end. A little bit well, of foreshadowing. we have a new
2: champ, we're going to have a new champ. I can't do anything about that. I'm going to be fair and impartial. He's going to be
1: fair, and by his hand only will this match end. Yes. We had the ring introductions. Howard Finkel read for about a minute and a half a long introduction that Jim Ross was poo-pooing the whole time for pat patterson pat patterson comes down he's the guest won, ring the announcer of won, course
2: He won the tournament in rio he won the tournament in rio <laughs> a
1: grueling tournament
2: a grueling tournament to
1: become the first intercontinental champion pat patterson then introduces jerry briscoe
2: this was the highlight for me really I mean, patterson's introduction of briscoe yeah. killed me absolutely slayed me especially the He's destined to be the only Native American in the Hall of Fame. Except for go Strongbow.
1: Yeah, except for Jay Strongbow.
2: <laughs> I he, had to, He was just, he was milking it. He was great. He was great.
3: The am not going to
2: give an introduction to that beer swilling. <laughs> bow, well, we're bow. not there yet. I know.
3: He
1: introduces Vince. Vince comes out with the referee shirt with the cutoff sleeves.
2: Of course, showing the guns.
1: Dude Love comes out with a sports coat over his uh, Dude Love attire with the hair in a ponytail. Fake teeth. Shaved. Fake teeth all in. And then he gets to Austin <laughs> and he starts running down that foul mouth SOB. <laughs> and the crowd is getting super hot with every. And every it up. They're eating it up. Yes. Every anti Steve Austin thing, the crowd gets louder and louder cheering for him. And then he just says, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to intro him. And Jim Ross gets so upset yeah, because he had to sit through and all the fans had to sit through 10 minutes of these long intros for all the bad guys. And then they finally get to the guy everyone likes and Pat Patterson won't say anything about him.
2: Ross could have backed off on the oversell a little
1: bit. He was overselling like crazy. Jerry Lawler was actually pretty tame here. Yeah. Like, he was celebrating the fact that Vince was getting this high introduction and everything, but he, I mean, you could barely hear the guy.
2: He stood, he's doing, you know, he stood and gave him applause when he came out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like when Jerry Lawler was subtle, bad guy, heel, you know, commentary. I I like
2: it much more than either today, Jerry Lawler or puppies, Jerry Lawler.
1: Yeah, it, it was a different game back then as far as what he was actually doing. So Austin comes out after about a uh, moment or two of silence here because there's no introduction for him. He just comes out, super hyped, and you finally have Vince in the ring to officiate. Dude, love and Steve Austin, and Vince McMahon raises his hand to start the match. But someone else was to make their entrance. It was The Undertaker Yes, doing his full intro.
2: Demonic Undertaker.
1: Demonic Undertaker coming out to basically be Mike Tyson and be the outside the ring enforcer for this title match.
2: Right. With the tease that is he here to help Austin or to
1: keep order, but whose side is he on? Oh,
2: jeez, I talked about that today, but
1: continue. So he comes out and he'll, he'll get involved later, but he basically is just standing there. Steve Austin is laughing. You know, he's looking at Undertaker laughing like crazy.
2: (laughs) That kind of laughing. You know, the the, the cheesy laugh he'd always do.
1: (laughs) And after what was the length of a Seamus-Dolph Ziggler match on Raw, we finally had the main event for Over the Edge 1998. Steve Austin, Dude Love. They wrestle and wrestle and wrestle. About eight eight or nine minutes in, they're outside the ring. Dude Love has a moment where he's on top, outside this ring, and Vince McMahon goes over to Pat Patterson, who's the official ring announcer, Mm -hmm. and tells him, What was the first one? Oh, yeah. This is no disqualification.
2: No no disqualification. And Pat Patterson. No no disqualification. Oh, those evil, that evil McMahon. Oh, Jim Ross. Jim Ross is
1: yelling, since when?
2: Yeah. Since (laughs) when? Come on, Jim.
1: And Vince. And Pat Patterson brilliantly. This is why it was such a subtle. It wasn't subtle. I mean, this was brilliant heel work. Because Pat Patterson, he says, a reminder.
2: A reminder. (laughs) This is no
1: disqualification. It's As like, if hey, all these rules, Hold on. yes. As if all these rules were already in place, he's just reminding. Vince McMahon isn't changing the rules. No, these were already rules.
2: Honey, get out the twenty-five dollar program and see if it says originally that there. This is a false or this is a no disqualification match. Would you
1: check oh. the back of the T-shirt? Check the back of the T-shirt. <laughs> you there, boy, turn around. So it's a no DQ. Only a few minutes later, they're outside yeah. now on the stage. Mm-hmm. And Dude Love puts Steve Austin down, and Vince goes over to Pat Patterson. Falls count anywhere. Pat Patterson says, A reminder.
2: <laughs> a reminder.
1: <laughs> this match is Falls count anywhere. So Dude Love immediately makes a cover. Vince counts the two. Steve Austin Jim Ross kicks is out.
2: having a heart attack. This just isn't fair.
1: His best friend's going to lose the title from all these shenanigans. All of these shenanigans are just going to help. Vince never did make a fast count the entire night, by the way.
2: uh, First count.
1: Was it the first count? Okay. Well, for most of the counts, there might have been one and, or two others.
2: And then afterwards, he didn't want to slap his hand that hard on concrete. That's
1: true. He was kind of like gingerly doing the one-two. <laughs> he was, I mean, he was, you know, New Japan ref making the slow count.
2: Yes. He was Bronco Nagurski.
1: Palm, <laughs> palm flat making that yeah. count there. Uh, It was around this point when... And Jim Ross tried to cover it up, but this show was happening in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the upper Midwest in the late nineties during the attitude era. This crowd began a loud Vince is gay chant that Jim Ross tried to cover up by saying, are they saying Vince is dead? The undertaker's here. Vince is dead. No, this crowd was going full on, not PG. Oh, he might it was loud. <laughs> it was very loud. And Jim ah, Ross yes. did his best to cover it like up. We
2: say these matches are time capsules of the time that they are in. But I bring it's that up. One of them. And and not only that,
1: champ, but this crowd was chanting anti Vince stuff. They were chanting anti dude love stuff. They were cheering for their babyface, their hero, Steve Austin. They weren't mm-hmm. chanting to get themselves over. They were chanting to support their hey. guy. Yeah. And not support their opponents.
2: It was a wrestling crowd. It was it was they were into the match as opposed to yes. into themselves.
1: And they were super hot because you can be super hot and be into things.
2: I actually enjoyed the spot where Austin stomped on the teeth.
1: <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, dude loves fake teeth come out and Austin just yeah. stands there and stomps on them, destroying yeah. them completely. Like After this
3: match was the super room.
1: hot. I mean, it was yeah. it was a big time deal. it, mean, you know, uh, rovert on Twitter says this is. This is one of those matches you can look to as the start of the Attitude Era when it was a big, hot main event brawl to end a pay per view. Like these were the WWE Attitude Era main events. Yeah. Brawling all over the place.
2: Foley killing himself like a G. Foley oh. killing himself. Man. There, there's one spot, though, that, <laughs> that I had to laugh at. It's, it's when uh, Foley has the, uh, the pipe and he's holding it over his head and he's stalling, waiting for Austin to finish blading as he has his hand over the car and he's just standing there waiting to hit him, hit him, hit him, hit him. And then Austin finally turns around bleeding. And then finally it's like, that one wasn't timed too great. But other than that, um, yeah, you know, and both Foley and Vince McMahon take unprotected chair shots to the head. Mm -hmm. Mm. They do. (laughs) Yeah. and, And
1: that gets us to the ending here when, you know, uh, Steve Austin finally gets the better of dude love. They're in the ring now. Yeah. Vince McMahon refuses to count. Correct. And this was the really, and this was smart because this was kind of the first part in the match where Steve Austin did have the upper hand for a pinfall. Like it, it wasn't like he was going for pinfalls the entire match.
2: Yeah. That was the story of the match was he hadn't gotten a pinfall yet. What would Vince do?
1: Yes. So Vince here at the end, finally, he just stands there angry, not counting for Steve Austin, not counting at all. So a little bit later, Steve Austin has Vince in the ropes. Dude Love goes to attack Steve Austin with a chair. Steve Austin ducks, and Dude Love hits Vince with the chair. And mm-hmm. then Dude Love gets a stunner. Mike Chioda comes in. Young-looking ref Mike Chioda comes in to count the three with Austin pinning Dude Love. But what happens? Pat Patterson pulls him out. Right. Because you can't let Mike Chioda count this. It's by Vince McMahon's hand only mm-hmm. that this match will end. So Patterson pulls him out. Dude Love then has a cover. I I don't know exactly what he did, but Steve Austin is down. Dude Love has the cover. Pat Patterson goes into count. The Undertaker pulls him out. Puts him through a table. Gerald Briscoe goes to make the cover. The Undertaker pulls him out. Puts him through a table. Puts him through a table. Pulls him out of the ring. Austin gets up, hits another stunner. Vince is still unconscious from the share shot. So by Vince McMahon's hand only, Steve Austin grabs the dead Vince McMahon, lifts the hand up once, One, twice, two, three,
3: three times,
1: times, makes the count. By Vince's hand only, this match half ended with Steve Austin retaining the title in about 20 minutes. Clever in, ending. In a barn burner, a clever ending that was set up from start to finish. Mm-hmm. The Undertaker is out there. The Undertaker, has he was at odds with Vince in the title picture leading up to this. So he wasn't exactly helping Austin. He was hurting Vince. Right. So it continued. But Austin gets the f- pinfall with Vince, the humiliation of counting the three while he was unconscious. And that was a big world title match back in, I think May it was May, the end of May of 1998.
2: Yeah. Remained dead throughout the uh, post-match celebration. Cause I think, Austin may have pulled an audible there and gone back after he was supposed to leave and just kind of stood over him and da, 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 you know, that kind of thing. I liked it. I liked it. What, um, else, what else was on the show? I didn't watch the rest of the show. I, I didn't watch the rest. The I'm just in the pre-show. I'm just now looking because I didn't oh, watch was, the rest of the show. The, uh, there was the uh, six man between the nation and uh, and generation X, which Tri- uh, Owen Hart pinned Triple H.
1: Yeah. We had um, Kane versus Vader in a mask versus Max, or a mask match. Mm-hmm. The Rock defeating Farouk for the Intercontinental title. Yeah, that was the uh, start of his ascent as leader of the nation. Mark Merrow won an intergender match against Sable. Lord. Don't remember that at all. Went 20 seconds, nope. apparently. Trying to forget it. Dick Togo, Funaki and Men's Teao, known collectively as Kayentai.
2: Kayentai DX.
1: Defeated Takamishinoko and Justin Hawk Bradshaw.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I read that on the results. I went, "Oh, that's curiosity right there," but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna indulge. Jeff Jarrett beat
1: <laughs> Steve Blackman and Hawk and Animal defeated Skull and Eight Ball in yeah. a tag team opener. What a way! What a hot way to open!
2: Oh, when was this post Biker Taker or had Biker Taker not shown up yet?
1: This is pre Biker Taker. That's what I thought. This was pre biker taker, yeah. Okay, yeah, he wouldn't show up. I th- I want to say Judgment Day two thousand, like it was still a couple years away.
2: Rolling, 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 rolling.
1: Maybe Judgment Day nineteen ninety nine. I love that Judgment Day buildup to the Undertaker coming out in the biker. Yeah, and then you have the Iron Man match, and and the Undertaker comes out at the end, and there's a whole timing snafu, but the Undertaker has that you know the little girl intro video. Oh. And the Undertaker is yeah. here. That was a badass moment. Eh. It's a badass month. Undertaker coming back.
2: What's our next match?
1: Remind me. I should look. Let's see here. Match number 90. Uh, <laughs> I thought 81. You had
2: that drawn up. I'm sorry for throwing you like
1: that. Oh, because we're going to get another Dean Malenko match. Cool. Match number 81 that we'll talk about next week on our big Extreme Rules Preview show. Dean Malenko versus Ultimo Dragon. Nice. From Starcade, 1996. Yes. 1996, Ultimate Dragon. Uh, a match a couple of weeks from now that I'm sure you're looking forward to that you've probably seen already a couple of times. The Midnight Express versus the Fantastics is match number okay. 80 yeah. from Clash of the Champions.
2: Mm-hmm. Great match. Looking very forward to it.
1: Coming up on our list here uh, in the future, Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan. Chris Jericho versus Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania. Uh, The WrestleMania 21 Money in the bank ladder match. Okay. That was a good one. Steve Austin versus Ricky Steamboat from Bash at the Beach. These are all matches that are coming up in the 70s. Okay. And you can follow along at shakedemropes.com slash top 100 for our entire list, including links to the shows where we review each match in this series. And once we start getting into the 70s, I will have uh, put up on the website a collection of i think 100 through 91 is what i'm going to do or maybe 100 oh. through 90 just give yeah. you all the 90s plus number 100 we're going to have a collection of all of our match reviews from 90 to 100 in one download so if you just want to listen to the match reviews or have that you can have that we're going to put those up uh at this pace i would guess that's probably going to be up the the beginning of may okay Beginning of May, I will introduce that as we get into the seventies of the top one hundred list. Again, all the information at shakedownropes dot com slash top one hundred. I think that's going to do it. What else? uh, Anything else wrestling wise we have to get into before next week's show?
2: Not current wrestling. We may go into a little bit of, uh, classic wrestling in terms of what I watched this week and what I remember in our after show. But other than that, we'll oh, have so uh, for good.
1: those who are not subscribing to us on YouTube. I suggest that you go do that. Shake them ropes.com slash YouTube. Uh, after our shows here, the audio recordings, uh, we will have a short, usually five to 10 minute video post show where we talk about non wrestling and randomness. So if you are a fan of that or just have five minutes to kill, uh, go to uh, shake them ropes.com slash YouTube, subscribe to us. That'd be awesome. Uh, subscribe to the podcast if you have a friend that's a wrestling fan and he doesn't know about us we definitely appreciate. encourage you and appreciate if you share the podcast with those friends of yours and i'm glad everyone is uh continuing to subscribe to us thank you all for listening to shake them ropes this has been episode 77 for rob McCair and jeff hawkins
0: we'll see you next week on shake them ropes bye here it comes again lunch will it be the same old same old